2009, we made history with the election of President Barack Obama. He called us to service, as there remains much work to do to end unemployment, poverty, and crime in our communities. There's so many books on how we can accomplish this. But this year, everyone's raving about this summer's hottest new book, The Solution for Black America, Reclaiming, Rebuilding, and Restoring the Urban Ghettos in America, by Chicago Phones, Emmanuel Barbie. A graduate of Northeastern Illinois University, Barbie addresses key ways we back our families and communities. But unlike so many other books on this topic, Barbie captivates his reader, presenting solutions through a riveting life story. It's entertaining, it's different, it's exciting. The perfect book club selection. Don't be left out. Get your copy of The Solution for Black America, Reclaiming, Rebuilding, and Restoring the Urban Ghettos in America. Order today at Amazon.com. Welcome to Help Stop the Genocide in American Ghettos video podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Barbie. If you are new to this channel, please uh, be sure to press the like button, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. This will help expand our audience. Also, consider becoming a monthly contributor to our film project through our Patreon page or PayPal page. You can find all of my pages under the About section on my YouTube channel. I will also include the links to our virtual store and my revised book in the chat room. This video podcast is an extension of the grassroots community activist movement. Tonight, we will have two special guests, evangelist Stephanie O'Neill and missionary Savannah Rush. I will bring them on in a few minutes. I created Grakam because I got tired of all of the division among black people. Pan-Africanism was not working for black Americans. I wanted to start a new movement for black people to unite us based on individuals who care about solving black issues. Grakam is on the front lines to unify the global black family for the interests of black people for black liberation. The longer we take to to unify, the more unnecessary black casualties will continue to happen. Grakam will help create a new system based on freedom, justice, and equality. I created Grakam in 1991 on a site called Gopher. I wanted to create an organization that focused specifically on solving black issues in America. I, I also wanted to connect with other like-minded African-Americans, Afro-Brazilians, Afro-Canadians, Afro-Caribbeans, Afro-Europeans, Afro-immigrants, Afro-Latinos throughout the, the diaspora. I also wanted to build a bridge between the diaspora and continental Africans or native Africans, which is the global black family. I will be hosting my online talk show every Thursday until I'm able to raise 500,000 for my film project, either through Facebook Messenger or YouTube live stream. Even if you are unable to participate, when you have a moment, please watch or listen to my video podcast and share it with 
all of your friends. This will help get the ball rolling. After we finish our presentation, I will open up the discussion to my listeners for Q&A through the chat room. And if you want to um, talk directly on this show, you're going to have to send me your email uh, through the chat room and I will uh, send you a code so you can come on the show and speak live with us. My topic, um, what will black America do next? Um, black Americans have been marching and protesting for 52 years. Black America, the marching is not working. Yes, um, people are tearing down, um, you know, monuments such as statues and taking down the Confederate flags, but those are just symbolism. Um, when will black America wake up from this so-called American dream? Um, because basically I understand, you know, I mean, we have a whole continent that's waiting for us, but yet, you know, we want to just fight here and keep begging the, fin the financial elites to give us reparations, give us, uh, equal treatment under the law. And again, you know, um, African-Americans have, have been in this country for 400 years. Um, Jesus slash Yahshua has freed us from um, bondage. We have a choice now. And um, he called me to uh, share this vision. But um, again, it's only up to those that want to take heed. And those are the people I want to connect with, other like-minded individuals. We can only reach our full potential in Africa. That's what I believe. We're not fighting for reparations. We're waiting for reparations. Let's look at what's happening in Chicago, Detroit, Gary, and Baltimore. The question is, why aren't black people pooling our resources together to reclaim the black community by creating businesses, schools, and hospitals? I believe we can create satellite communities that we can control and mark and create markets that Africa can supply. We can support the African economy by creating markets that Africa African businesses could import in, import into our um, urban communities. We have to apply the same model that other groups are using. We need to reestablish our strategy for how we're going to compete. Let's own our own communities and connect them to Africa in Grikai, which will be the Grassroots Community Activist Institute. We will put Africa first, Africa for Africans. Africa needs the diaspora to create businesses, create jobs, schools, create infrastructure, and solve African issues. And so um, that's basically what I, uh, that's my little piece. Um, now we're going to bring on our next uh, guest speaker that would be Evangelist Stephanie O'Neill. All right. All right, here's my guest speaker, Evangelist Stephanie O'Neill. Okay, you you um you have the floor. 
Okay, nowadays, um, a lot of people are looking for a remedy or a quick remedy for things. And um, as the word of God says in Ecclesiastes, there's nothing new under the sun. For everything that is a season and a time under the sun. So what we're going through, it's a, it's a detrimental situation, but the main thing we got to understand is that we have deferred from the word of God. And when you defer from the word of God and defer from what he calls or what he establishes, which is his word and his commandment, you can look for all kinds of catastrophes and all kinds of things that happen because you're not adhering or you're not doing things as he would have you to do. As he said in Second Chronicles 7 and 14, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. So, he's giving you the basic prescription. <laughs> he's giving you the prescription. He's giving you what you need to do to apply to your life that will bring change, that will bring deliverance, that will bring healing, that will bring salvation, that will subdue your enemies. But how can you subdue your enemies if you're, if you're playing around with it, if you're entertaining it. How many of you know the word of God says that you're not supposed to entertain the enemy? How many of you know that the word of God says that you're supposed to defer from a person when you when you find out they're foolish? Or defer from situations that, that won't bring you no good or will cause you harm? The one thing I love about Jesus is that when we fell into things, the thing that he would do is restore you. He will always restore you. He would never tear you down and gut you up and keep you open like, you know, some leaders or some people do. You know, they, they, they put you down. They let you down. They say, oh, I ain't no help. You know, the devil is a liar. There is help for you. There is help for the nation. But as I read out the prescription, you know, I got the right side of the prescription. Well, we know that God is Jehovah Jireh. Ain't he? Our provider. He's Jehovah Nisi, our banner. He's Jehovah Rapha, our healer. So Jehovah Rapha, Yeshua, Hamashiach, the Messiah, the prescription that he would give you to use, as we just said, 2 Chronicles 7 and 14. For Hebrews 11 and 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things I hope for, the evidence of things are not seen. It also says in um, Hebrews the... I think the fourth chapter, the twelfth verse, it says, "For the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the soul and the spirit and of joints and marrow, and He is the designer of all of our thoughts and intents of our heart." So, when you apply the word of God to the situation, He is the missing ingredient. He is the key. He said, "In you, in Him, excuse me, in Him, do you live, move, and have your being." So people wonder why the schools are messed up. And all these things are messed up. Why? They took prayer out. Prayer. It's like he told the disciples when they were walking, when he was training them how to be apostles. They was wondering why they couldn't cast out spirits. He said, this, this kind, by fasting and by praying. Hallelujah. And a lot of people have turned away from the things of God. They're not fasting. What is a fast? Okay, I know people are like, well, I thought this is what I prayed. It is. Prayer and fasting are twins. You can't do one without the other. 
wind, you deny your flesh of what it wants. It's a period of time where you meditate and you spend time with God without taking something out of your diet, taking something out of your everyday um, routine that you would normally do. Something that is taking your mind away from God, you take that out. And then, you know, some people would, um, people got different kind of fans. Some people do about fruit, fruit, fruit fast, um, vegetable fast. Some people do nothing but water. However, the Lord leads you to. But one thing I will say, fasting and prayer will remove things that you would never believe. Because what you're doing, you're denying yourself of what you would normally give into. You're denying yourself. You're saying, Lord, here I am. You're surrendering. You're saying, God, move. And you can fast for different things. You can fast for people. I'm a prayer intercessor, so I, I know about this thing. I've been a prayer intercessor since 05. This is what? 20. Not saying I'm a professional, but I do know what can move mountains. Amen? My mother was a prayer warrior, so her anointing went down to me when she passed. And she raised us in church. So, and I raised my children in church. And I know you're like, what does God do? He got everything to do. He got everything to do. You can't separate God from the earth. I'm telling you. The earth is the Lord's according to Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and those that the world they're in. They established upon the seas, established upon the blood. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in this holy place? He that have clean hands and a pure heart. Was not lift up his soul to man and no sworn to speak to me. He shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from God of his salvation. Uh, hallelujah. So it's telling you the word of God is saying that this is the generation that seeks and seeks thy face, all Jacob. Lift up your heads, all your gates, and even lift up your gates on your ears. Those are your ears. These are the doorways, ears, gates, ears. Lift up your heads, all your gates. And even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, the doors of your heart, the doorways of your heart. Revelation 3 20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man shall hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and I will sup with him, in him with me. So people are wondering, what can I do to change the situation? What can I do to rectify the situation? He said in John 14 and 6, I am the way. He telling you, I'm the way. You're looking everywhere else. Here I am. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. He's the door. And he said in John 10, any anyone that entered the door to any other way was a thief and a robber. He's the good shepherd. And he also said in John 10 and 10. For the enemy comes but to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Do not fear. Second um, Timothy 1 and 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. So don't, 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 don't get afraid of what's going on. I know it's a lot going on right now, but hold on to your faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And prayer. When you are praying, the word of God says, He that comes to God must come believing that He is. 
and that he is a rewarder to them that diligently seek him. And he that he that started for good work, he that began for good work in you is able to bring it to in, in the fruition. And you want God to bring some things into fruition. You want him to move, get on your knees and pray. Or people got different postures of prayer. Some people go in their prayer closet. As in um the, the movie War Room, I don't know if any of you have saw the movie, but it's a beautiful movie. The woman, I'm just using as an example of why prayer is important. I don't know why I went this for the Holy Ghost. I guess thank you, Holy Spirit. You always tell me. Okay, the woman was having problems in her marriage. Her husband had got to be head and he became, you know, um, God had blessed him financially, all these things, but he forgot about home. So this woman was, was mind boggled. She didn't know what to do. She didn't know which way to go. She didn't know which way to turn. So she met an old wise lady who talked to her. And pointed her in the right direction. And she showed her how to do warfare through prayer. The Lord said, that shall all, man shall always pray. And he said, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. We got to pray. And like Prophet Daniel, he prayed against the principalities and the rulers of darkness and the spiritual wickedness in our places that were withholding him when he couldn't get through. And when he began to pray, Michael the archangel came and fought on his behalf. So until people go back to the old landmark, as we said in Ecclesiastes, there's nothing new under the sun. Go back to the way the Lord called you from. Go back and remember where he brought you from. Like he told um, the children of Israel, he said, I always teach your children from generation to generation where I brought you from, out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. A lot of us are just like the children of Israel going around in the same circle because in, in order to get something different that you never had, you got to do something you never done. And a lot of people don't want to come out of their comfort zone. They want to do stuff the same old way. And that same old system ain't working. Because God said, I go from glory to glory. He said in um, Isaiah uh, 43, 18 through 19, he said, remember not the former things, neither consider things of old. For behold, I will do a new thing, shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness of rivers in your desert. So he's telling you not to remember the former things. He's telling you to get your mind off of what's going on around you. Seek my face. He said, if my people will call by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from the wicked way. We, we all know we fall from grace. We do that. We know his word said, the just man follows several times. But it rises back up again. The wicked follow, they are no more. You can't repent what repent means. It don't just mean ask forgiveness. It means to turn away from that in which you're supposed to, you're not supposed to be doing. To turn away, to make it up in your mind, I'm not going to do this anymore. And in, a, in the book of the prophets, that is what that is what prophets are for. And it's been going in a session because I'm a heaven sister. I walk in the prophetic and all of that. So all of it ties in with prayer. You can't do nothing without prayer. We cannot, ain't nothing gonna move 
without prayer. Nothing gonna move without the Holy Spirit. So we can do whatever. It ain't no magical fix. It ain't no one two step program. It ain't none of that. It's just one thing. Humble. He said, "It's my people." He said, "My people who are called by my name will humble themselves." What does humble themselves mean? See, I'm wrong. I did wrong, God, and I'm sorry. I haven't, I haven't done it. I have not crossed every T. I have deferred from Your word. I've deferred from Your will. But here I am before You. Confessing my sin, seeing, saying, forgive me, God. I repent of my sin. I realize I'm a sinner. Jesus Christ, I accept you in my heart. And once you do that, according to Romans, excuse me, Romans 3 23 says, as it's written, there is none righteous, no, not one. And Romans 3 23 says, for all the sin to come short of the glory of God. And Romans 5 and 8 said, but God commanded his love toward us, is it while we're yet sinners? Why we were yet sinners. So don't say, well, I gotta get out of this mess before I change. No, while you're in the mess, that's when you change. It ain't I heard a lot of people say, Well, I'm not going to church until I stop smoking. I'm not going to church until I stop drinking. No. He came to seek and save that which is lost. You can't change you. That's the problem. You've been going around in the same circle in Gilgal. Like the children of Israel. You've been in Gilgal for 40 years because you do it the same way. You got to do something different to get something different. Amen. Uh, yep. Amen. Uh, evangelist uh, Stephanie O'Neill. I'm gonna have to uh, call it, a, um, cut it short because I'm gonna give the other people a chance to talk. All right. All right. God bless you and thank you again for coming on the show. God bless you too. All right. Here's my second guest, um, missionary Savannah Rush. Okay, you're on the air. Hi. Can you hear me good? Yeah. Today I'm going to talk about basically two topics into one. What God is doing in this season during a pandemic and how to not wait for us to cheer for you, cheer for yourself. First I want to talk about don't wait for us to cheer for you, cheer for yourself. It's great when people believe in us, cheer us on, make us feel valued. We love when a friend is there to give encouragement. A co-worker stayed late to help us on a project. God uses people to help move us toward our destiny. But here's the key. You can't become so dependent on people that you're getting your worth and value out of how they treat you. It's easy to become addicted to compliments, encouragements, and cheering you on. You allow them to keep you feeling good about yourself, to always be there to validate you, to make you feel approved. Like a drug of you keep like a drug to keep you fixed, meet all your expectations. You get discouraged, feel inferior, or work overtime and try to win their approval. The problem is you're trying to get from people what only God can give you. Your value, your worth doesn't come from other people. It comes from your creator. If you allow people, you'll be disappointed. People will let you down. You're busy. Not be there when you need them. Sometimes people even turn. Quit relying on people. What they do or don't do doesn't determine your worth. What they give you or don't give you cannot stop your purpose. 
God breathed his life into you, crowned you with his favor, quit waiting for people to approve you and start approving yourself. People may not encourage you, you can encourage yourself. People may not make you feel special, you can make yourself feel special by saying, I am a child of the Most High God. I know I'm crowned with favor, one of a kind, a masterpiece. You'll have a better relationship if you start validating yourself and loving yourself. If you're always depending on somebody else, you'll become needy, a burden, waiting for other people to keep you fit. Learn to receive your value, self-worth from your Heavenly Father. If, they, if anything changes your mind, stop doing it. You'll feel this value. But when you go to God for it, nobody can take it away from you. It's not depending on how someone treats you, how they make you feel, how many compliments they give you. It's depending on if you're a child of the Almighty God and you know He has already proved you. That's where you're you're getting your bang. It's time to get your fire back and start pursuing what God has put in your heart. Because even in a pandemic, He is still working and blessing so many things in our lives. When God created you, He wasn't having a bad day. Know that God has a purpose and a gigantic plan for your life. That this is the season to start walking in it. No questions asked. God is manifesting so much in this hour and in this season of a pandemic. This season is the turnaround and focus season. There are no limitations. There's absolutely nothing and no one who can hold you back. Some people won't support you, push your dream. Some people won't cheer you on. Some people will even try their best to pray against you. But guess what? They're still... They still would not stop you or mess over God has got plan for you. They are not more powerful than the King of Kings. No more giving people power over you and seeking validation from people. Because your main focus should be on God. Because the honest truth is, some people think that because they don't support you, they'll hold you back. But they don't know how God works in our favor because God will put a total stranger in your path to get you where you're supposed to be and bless you. Your work is not found in other people but God alone. Your value doesn't decrease based on other people's inability to see your worth. This may not be true in your eyes, but in God's eyes, you are a huge deal. You were born to stand out and stand up. 2020 is still God's year. You got this, and God got you. You got this, so don't worry about the opinion of others. And I'll turn it over to you. Hey man, I want to thank you, woman of God, for um, your contribution for uh, being on this podcast. And um, whenever you want to come on here, just let me know and I will put you on the show. Okay. And that's going to conclude our podcast for this evening.